This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, we now bring you a discussion on security scenario and cross-border terrorism in the Indian subcontinent. The participants are Praful Laketkar, political analyst, and Mukesh Kaushik, journalist. Security scenario in Indian subcontinent and particularly South Asian region is passing through a very critical phase, and reason being that cross-border terrorism. it may be from pakistan to kashmir or pakistan to afghanistan or some other regions is passing through a very critical phase raful ketkar ji how do you see this scenario and especially in the backdrop of happening in jammu and kashmir there are two dimensions to this we have to discuss this particular issue one is because of jammu kashmir context secondly because the entire dialogue process that has collapsed in afghanistan which was initiated by the us if you see the history of cross border terrorism it clearly shows that as a nation pakistan as a identity was always based on creating some external or internal enemy and in with that kind of mindset you first excluded bengali muslims then shias then ahmadiyas hindus sikhs every day we are getting these stories but that is not sufficient to hold on your identity because your basic identity is on fragile ground on the other hand you have created a completely mythical history about pakistan which is nothing but you know denial of entire indian history so you created a fundamentalist mindset from childhood you officially adopted uh, you know in 1986 pakistan officially adopted you know promoting terrorism thousand cuts as a foreign policy tool no other country in the world is using terrorism a policy as its statecraft that is so true with pakistan that now it is existential dilemma for pakistan on the one hand it is facing pressures from various quarters they are virtually are on the verge of getting blacklisted as far as the international financial assistance is concerned fatf they are already in the gray list and in asia pacific region they have already in the blacklist internationally also they are you know on the verge of getting blacklisted it seems that pakistan is desperate to divert the attention of the world community that uh, kashmir there are some human rights issues people have been detained and they are trying to internationalize kashmir issues on the other hand i think there is a attempt on part of pakistan to divert international community's attention from international terrorism which is being exported by pakistan certainly this is a tactical ploy we see three kinds of statements that are coming one is about the so called human rights violations two about this parity as far as the you know india and pakistan military parity is concerned and third is the nuclear threat so they want to divert it from the terror angle which has been their official policy but in reality what is happening every day what we are listening to yesterday this case of nimrita has come up a hindu girl that clearly shows that pakistan has lot of questions to face as far as their internal human rights issues and minority rights issues are concerned but as a diversionary tactics pakistan is trying to create this war mongering this is a war mongering strategy that somehow some kind of mediation some kind of we have never seen this kind of desperation and on the other hand what indian government has done indian government has successfully on the one hand acted upon whatever internal 
कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल मेजर्स दैट गवर्नमेंट वांटेड टू एज फार एज जम्मू कश्मीर इज कंसर्न एंड विच प्रोसाइसली वॉज अंडरलाइन बाय एक्सटर्नल अफेयर्स मिनिस्टर Article 370 is an purely internal issue and international community is recognizing it absolutely even you see in coming days you know entire islamic block oic was the first forum that used to come out with some kind of statement whenever k word was you know somewhere mentioned now they are saying that it is internal issue forget about that pakistan is the last country that has right to talk about anything about when it comes to the this fundamental clause on which they are making un cry about as far as the this subject clause of jammu kashmir is concerned because since 1986 pakistan has been violating this clause not in just you know mirpur muzaffarabad region but they have completely changed the demography in gilgit baltistan so 370 is so sanctimonious for pakistan it is applied to the illegally occupied territories also why pakistan is making you know demographic changes there why pakistan is you know constitutionally making double standards there which is technically our territory legally our territory historically our territory so these double standards are getting exposed diplomatically we isolated pakistan on many fronts financially pakistan is facing lot of internal problems except china no major power is ready to stand with pakistan the islamic bloc was we can well understand reason behind yes, the chinese yes, stand yes. that they are doing their business they want to do business in pok they want easy access to godar port so they have interest in pakistan yes but some or the other day even china knows that they will have to face this issue of exporting terrorism by pakistan because they are facing their own jingyang problem in uigur in uigur this uigur terrorism is a laughable comment we listened uh, day before yesterday from imran khan that he doesn't know what is happening in uigur no whatever is happening in uh, the entire muslim community in china that itself is a case study for pakistan to study pakistan consider please try and understand pakistan was the original islamic state it was the first state in the world that came exclusively on the identity of islam and exclusion of other communities and that's why and what we see the new form of islamic state that we are seeing in syria and baghdad that is just extension of it the real epicenter has been pakistan whether on indian side or on afghanistan side that was the only issue but pakistan is cornered now from both the sides Pakistan was hoping that the talks with Taliban Afghanistan will go on on the other hand Pakistan continues to shelter Pakistan Taliban now with Trump withdrawing from that talks after couple of american soldiers getting killed now Pakistan is completely cornered so militarily and strategically Pakistan is cornered diplomatically cornered financially in bad shape and now there is no leadership either in military or politically who can and first time ever and this desperation is reflecting in the statements of pakistan's prime minister yes everywhere you know all the ministers he made a laughable comment that we would talk to india only after 
Indian occupied Kashmir leadership is uh, freed and curfew is lifted. How laughable comment is this? See, that is a sign of desperation. One thing we need to understand is first time ever, desperation is not just in the political leadership, but what is actually happening now is, which many Pakistani scholars themselves have called it as the clear-cut millibus model. It's a military business conglomerate. Now their interest, till now what used to happen, because they are the real exporters and promoters of training and weapons to the fundamentalist groups. Right from Viaulat time, this was the conscious policy. And whatever used to happen internationally, only political leadership used to get hampered. Whether Nawaz Sharif or Benzir Bhutto, first time due to India's, you know, strategic positioning and very well-crafted uh, diplomatic strategy, military leadership, that's why we don't see any kind of movement or statement from the military side. So what they are doing now, they are pushing the political leadership. Everybody in Pakistan knows, everybody globally knows that the prime minister and his cabinet is the puppet leadership. So they are making their puppets to make such kind of laughable statements. And Prime Minister Narendra Modi taking a dig at Pakistan also said that both India and Pakistan are expert in IT, but we in India are expert in information technology and Pakistanis are expert in international terrorism. Both are IT experts. That shows the character of the state and this is known everywhere. See, Saudi, for example, is not, a, you know, not India. But Saudi has sent back many of the laborers, doctors from Saudi Arabia back to Pakistan who are Pakistani citizens. Why? Because everybody knows now that as far as the illegal nuclear arms rackets is concerned or promoting jihadi fundamentalist terrorism is concerned, Pakistan is the epicenter. This cross-border terrorism business was... I am deliberately calling it a business. Jashankar called it an industry. Entire ecosystem was built around it. So, arms lobby, drug lobby, well-entrenched political actors, all of them working hand in glow to sustain this. And Pakistani army always thrived on this. There were certain elements even on the Indian side who used to get. But what happened over the period of time? why this cross-border terrorism business got completely ruffled in last few months. First, NIA raids on Hawala racketeers. That was the first blow to this entire business. A couple of days back there was a report and a statement from a stone pelter from the valley that there used to be a rate fixation as far as stone pelting is concerned. And then came raids on Jammu and Kashmir bank activity. Then second was Jammu Kashmir bank activity. Because Jammu Kashmir bank used to be the main center without any accountability to RBI or Indian, uh, India's finance ministry or anybody. All Hawala money... to the constitution of uh, anti-corruption branch, branch in uh, Jammu so, Kashmir which unearthed various frauds. So this became main center for channelizing this Hawala money for flourishing this terror or... Uh, separatist uh, violent activities. Fitkazi, I would like to take you to Washington and New York mm -hmm. where UNGA is to assemble this month. Do you see any grand plan of Pakistan? Before that, Imran Khan wants to talk about more and more about Kashmir and human rights. 
Pakistan will try to do that, but Pakistan will face another blow for two reasons. We have seen what happened already because generally United Nations Human Rights Council is a precursor to UNGA. And there we have seen what happened to Pakistan's attempt to bring in human rights because at the same time many human rights violation related stories from Pakistan themselves are coming either from Baluch side or from Hindu or Sikh community side or uh, even Gilgit Baltistan and Pak occupied other regions, Mirpur Muzaffarabad side. So Pakistan itself is facing so many problems internally that it was a tight slap on, on Pakistan's face to make uh, Jammu Kashmir as a human rights issue. But in UNGA, the second problem that now Pakistan is going to face because in Houston, Prime Minister Modi is going to address the huge, you know, Indian community, 15,000 already registered. I would like to point out that 46 influential lawmakers in US have supported that India, that Trump administration should reconsider its stance so far as general system of preference of trade is concerned. So that shows that they are failing in their attempts. This was brought in a larger context when U.S. got in trade war with China. As far as trade with other Asian countries also was concerned, U.S. wanted to renegotiate certain, you know, trade-related uh, issues. Trump administration brought this uh, thing, but now there is a lot of pressure because especially the IT allied services, other very quality human resources involved, that is getting a lot of affected. Thank you so much, Ketkarkiji. You were listening to a discussion on security scenario and cross-border terrorism in the Indian subcontinent. The participants were Prafulla Ketkar, political analyst, and Mukesh Kaushik, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at